Welcome to our Clothe with the Sun daily podcast, our reading of the gospel and meditation on the gospel of the day. I am James Thomas. Today is Thursday. It is September 14th, 2023. It is the Feast of the Exaltation of the Cross. Our reading today is from the gospel according to St. John. Jesus said to Nicodemus, No one has gone up to heaven except the one who has come down from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him might not perish, but might have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. So today we celebrate the cross, which, ah, I get so excited talking about these things. And you know what? This is a podcast where I'm supposed to go for about 10 to 15 minutes. I mean, looking at the clock, (laughs) I don't even have that much time. Yet, I could talk about the cross for at least a day, nonstop, at least, because it's the most important thing in the whole world. It is literally what saves us. In heaven, we're not just going to be enjoying our family and friends. We're not just going to be enjoying the fact that we see God face to face, God who is the source of our being, the source of everything good and the source of our joy, the source of our peace, the source of warmth and comfort and and wisdom and everything good. Not only are we going to have all that, but we're going to have an everlasting gratitude for what God did for us. In addition to his making us, (laughs) making the universe, making our loved ones, all the times he intervened in our lives to help us, we're going to be grateful for so many things. But I believe our greatest gratitude will be our gratitude for the cross. We have no idea, really, what Jesus went through. We, we, we can glean, is that the right word? Glean, you know, we can glean certain things. We can narrow down certain things based on scriptures. Also, based on, um, you know, there's a book, A Doctor at Calvary, and it talks about ancient Roman crucifixions and why they were the greatest uh, form of torture. Yet, for Jesus, it was even worse. We know this because Jesus was without sin. It gives us insight also into what Our Lady would have suffered at the foot of the cross. And her feast of Our Lady of Sorrows is tomorrow. But focusing on today, focusing on the cross and what Jesus endured, he was entirely sensitive. He felt everything more fully than we could ever feel it because we develop calluses, not just on our bodies, but on our souls. Our sins make us less human, less feeling, less sensitive, less connected. Jesus felt the whips and the piercings, but even more, he felt the inner pain, the rejection the constant criticism, 
But there was something else Jesus was feeling, and that was our sins and the weight and the guilt of our sins to the extent that Jesus, who is God, he is the second person of the Trinity. He is the son of the eternal father. He felt separation from the father, and that is the pain of hell. So for God to experience separation from God, for God to experience the pain of hell in an effort to save us from ever having to feel that pain, it's, it's the greatest possible pain. It's the greatest possible suffering. So when we are in heaven, we will be eternally grateful to him for that, thanking him over and over forever. Lord, I would have been lost forever in eternal misery and suffering, but now I'm in eternal bliss in heaven in your presence because you took on my sins because of what you did for me. Like I said, we don't get it. We don't fully relate to it. We don't understand that for 33 years, Jesus's cross was growing. I'm not talking about the tree in the ground that was eventually cut down to make the cross. I mean, there's that too. I'm talking about the true cross of Jesus. The ultimate cross, the biggest cross, the most painful cross was the one inside him that he was carrying in his person that culminated at the time of the crucifixion. He was taking on our sins. He was taking on our suffering. This perfect man who actually was and is God, we say perfect man because he emptied himself of his divinity, yet he still remained without sin. But the reality is the person is God. So we call him the God-man. It's one of many things that we call him. He associated with sinners. He took on our sufferings. He took on our, our pain. He took on our guilt. He took on our sins. The Father permitted him to take on not just the punishment, which means the cross, but he literally took on our sins. He felt guilt that you and I don't feel. Once again, the callousness. Our callousness would not have allowed us to feel the pain, but also it doesn't allow us to feel our sins. Jesus took it all on. Jesus bore it throughout his life, and it built, and it built, and it built. This is why he needed to, I mean, it's one of the many reasons he spent so much time praying in the desert. His prayer was so essential. I've talked about that and I'm going to talk about it more, but that was one of the things going on, him going out into the desert so he could be with his father so that he could just totally be himself and say, father, it hurts, but I, but your will be done. Father, this is painful, but I'm willing to do it for you. So. It culminated in Jesus' saying, Father, let this cup pass from me. He wasn't saying, according to, I mean, you know, we can say, okay, he's saying, I don't want to carry the cross. Lord, you know, please find another way, but not my will, but yours be done. Okay, it's true. That's one interpretation of that passage, and that's often what people say. He's Jesus is saying, man, that cross is going to be painful. I don't want to do it. 
but great spiritual writers. I'm thinking St. Catherine of Siena as one because I've read her writings, but there's also other great spiritual writers, great saints over the ages that have talked about that passage where Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane and he says, Father, take this cup away from me. And they say other things. They say the cup that Jesus is talking about is actually what he's been carrying his whole life. It's now culminated. It's reached its climax. He has taken on the sins of the world, and it's so painful. So he's saying, Father, let's get this over with. But then other writers, and I think St. Catherine goes the furthest with this. I think it's her that says, um, the cup that Jesus says, take away from me, isn't, <laughs> it isn't the fact that he's going to physically suffer. It isn't even the fact that he's suffering so much because he's carrying our sins. It's his love for us. And he's saying, Father, please, I don't want them. I don't want another soul to go to hell. I don't want them to be lost. Father, let's get this over with so that they can be happy, so that they can be saved. Think about it. Jesus, the God-man, is love itself. And so even in his greatest suffering, he's not thinking about himself. He's thinking about you and me. He's thinking about us. So he says, Father, let's get this over with. Let this cup pass from me. But if you want me to carry it longer, I will. Not my will, but yours be done. But let's get it over with so that they can be saved. Anyway, there's a whole lot to say there. But Jesus carries this cross. He says, the Son of Man must be lifted up in this passage that we heard today. And it's all about his coming to save the world. Yes, his being lifted up. I mean, we hear lift up and we think like, okay, center stage. But what Jesus is referring to is the ultimate pain and suffering. But it's a reference also to Moses and how he lifted up the serpent in the desert to uh, expel the poison of the snakes. They looked upon the bronze serpent and they were cured of the snake bites. So Jesus is lifted up on the cross. He's lifted up for humanity to see. He's lifted up as a reference point for all of us to go to and and be united with God and with one another. The two beams representing love of God, love of neighbor. Jesus came to unite all that in himself in taking away our sins. His being lifted up causes him the ultimate pain and agony and torture. He's carrying our sins. At the same time, he's going to suffocate to death. His lungs are going to fill up with fluid and he's going to drown. So many things that he's suffering as he endures that cross. That could be another topic in and of itself, just all the pains that Jesus endured for us. It's interesting when I talk about different things, you know, I could talk about the things that I really love, Jesus, Mary, the saints, etc., And sometimes you have people's attention, sometimes you don't. But when you talk about suffering, you get everybody's attention. And I've never, I don't think I've ever talked about the passion where I didn't have everybody focused, everybody in the room just completely wrapped up in what I was saying. Because never mind the fact he did that for us, but just no one should ever have to endure that. It's, it's the most painful stuff ever that we could ever talk about. So one more thing I wanted to say about this before we wrap this up for brevity's sake is that we are called to have a relationship 
with the cross. The Eucharist is this par excellence. So when we go to Eucharistic adoration, when we go to Mass, when the priest holds up the host, he's holding up all of Jesus. It's true. In that host, there's all of Jesus. Jesus in heaven, Jesus in the manger, Jesus' hair, Jesus' fingernails, all of them. It's all there, 100% in every little tiny particle. You know those particles that we wipe off our hands and then we step on because we've received communion in the hand and we haven't been attentive? Every, all of Jesus is present in every single particle. The church teaches that as long as it's perceptible by the human senses, Jesus is still present in that particle, body, blood, soul, and divinity. It literally is him. So it's him. It's all of him. Yet par excellence, it's Jesus on the cross. It's his passion. It's the Paschal mystery. This is where it's all coming from. Jesus does this. He gives us the gift of the Eucharist on Holy Thursday in anticipation of Good Friday. He says, take this all of you and eat of it. This is my body, which will be given up for you. This is my blood, which will be shed for you. He's referring to Good Friday and he says, Barakah, do this in remembrance of me. Barakah prayers are the ancient Jewish prayers that take an event of the past and make it present in the moment. They believe that happened with the Passover. The Passover was present in their midst. Jesus says, I'm giving you a new Passover. My passion and death will become present in your midst so that you can connect with it, so that you can be there too. In every time and place till the end of the world, we can be at the crucifixion. This is why it's so wrong when people use the Mass as a social event, which just makes me sick, and yet it happens constantly. Everywhere you go, we've lent ourselves to that mentality with the Novus Ordo Mass. That's another topic for another day, that it's no longer something to be taken seriously. And in fact, Jesus on the cross, it's the ultimate thing that we should have compassion for, the ultimate moment, the ultimate person that we should have compassion for. Uh It's the most important moment in history. It's the moment that saves us. It's so many things. Jesus is doing it for you and for me, and he wants you to see it. He wants you to be present at it. He wants you to receive those graces, yet we trivialize it. We act like it's not important. Oh, yeah, I go to church. Yeah, what, Christmas? I mean, that's nice. I don't want to put you down for that, but hey... We're required to be there at least every Sunday, if not every day. This is what saves us. This is what Jesus did so that we can have life, so that our sins can be taken away. The other thing is, I mean, there's so many things, (laughs) but in having a relationship with the cross, this is now, once again, a huge topic that can go on for hours. We are saved because of that cross. We are saved because of Jesus' suffering. The cross he bore in his arms that he was hung upon, but also the cross that he bore within himself, the cross of our sins, our sufferings, our pain. And he says, come to me, come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. In other words, I'm strong enough to do it. You're not. I'll carry the cross. So imagine the worst possible pain and suffering, yet he did it. You don't have to do it. You don't have to be up on the cross. When he says, take up your cross and follow me, it means 
yeah, you know, he says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light, you know, give your crosses to me. Yes, we're going to have to suffer. It's true. We And we're called to do some fasting. But he's the one that carried the cross. He's the savior of the world. You and I are not the savior of the world. So we unite ourselves to him. And, you know, he loves it just like a good parent would. He loves it when we receive what he has given us. His salvation, his love, his peace, his true presence in the Eucharist that comes from the cross. He is joyful when we benefit from what he endured. So he wants us to come to him over and over again in his true presence in the Eucharist, but also just in prayer throughout the day. Come to him, lay your burdens upon him. He's already carried the cross and he's already conquered it. He's already risen from the dead. So he's victorious. He's the savior. He can do it. And we give him the greatest possible compliment when we lay our burdens on him. We lay them at his feet. There's, there's a time travel thing going on here. I know it's a little bit crass to talk about it in that way, but it's a good analogy that we can understand with all of our fiction of current days. Um, <clears throat> while he was enduring the cross 2,000 years ago, he was carrying the sins, the pain, the suffering that we haven't even gotten to yet. He already carried it. So why not then submit to that? Give your assent to that. Jesus, take it. Jesus, please carry it. Jesus, I can't do it. And Jesus, I'm going to try my best not to add any more pain, not to add any more suffering and all the complications of my life because of my sins. But when I do fall, Lord, I'm going to lay it back on your shoulders. I'm going to give it back to you. He did this so that we could benefit. He wants us to come to him and be his children. He wants us to lay down our burdens at his feet, at the foot of the cross. So we should just be doing this 24-7. St. Paul says, pray always. Give Jesus everything. Give him your work today. Give him your concerns about money, your concerns about your children. Just keep laying it at his feet. The power of the cross conquers Satan. It conquers hell. It conquers this world. It conquers our pride. It conquers everything because Jesus made the ultimate act of humility. God, the creator of the universe, submitted himself to suffer and die for you and me. So let us place our lives in his hands and let the cross and the suffering of Jesus always be at the center of our hearts and the center of our attention. There's so much more to say, but I'm going to end it there. I hope everybody has a great day. God bless you.